Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. Okay, Tom, so I know you watch way more movies and TV than I do. I need to like get caught up on all this. But what are some of your favorite twists in movies? And what makes a good twist? Well, you you actually brought up one to me recently. You were talking about Harry Potter. And uh, I love the Harry Potter franchise. And the great thing about this twist is it affects everything across eight movies. And it totally kind of mind blows you as you can kind of like trace back through the entire story about how impactful this twist is. And of course, oh, spoilers, everyone. We should mention that at the beginning. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Snape was actually protecting Harry Potter the whole time. Uh, you know, that Snape's actually a, a hero, a good guy. After you've hated him for seven movies, he comes out as this... Um, sacrificing like amazingly you know caring person who you thought was the, the worst horrible person you could ever meet i mean there's kind of hints at it along the way that he's working with dumbledore and he's trying to redeem himself but until that last movie you don't really know just how far he went to protect harry yeah they do a really good job of showing him as a double sometimes you think he's a triple agent because you're like maybe he is a bad guy pretending to be a good guy who's a bad guy like it's kind of confusing and one thing i actually really love about that besides just it's harry potter come on it's timeless it's a very timeless twist like i could watch that over and over or read the books over and over and still be cool with what i'm seeing Whereas I think some twists don't hold up with time. Like we were talking about The Village, which I know you watched when it first came out. I finally saw it like maybe two years ago. And I was like, "This, what was the big deal about this? This was a big thing? <laughs> yeah, I guess um, it depends on timing. Uh, I, I think, it, you know, because the, the plot of the story of The Village has to do with these people escaping from a world that they're not happy with, that they had, you know, sad things happen in and depressing things and violent things. I guess it depends on your own personal environment, whether you can relate to it or not. But if you don't know the twist in the village, the blind girl goes, leaves the, the kind of, uh, I don't know what era they would be from kind of, um, uh, I'm thinking like Mayflower-ish era, <laughs> early 1800s town in the woods, uh, colony kind of place. And she has to go to the next village to get medicine for her boyfriend who was stabbed. And she learns, well, she doesn't ever know because she's blind, that the outside world is actually our modern day world. That these people have retreated behind this wall into this giant uh, nature sanctuary set up by a really rich guy to escape the modern era. And all these people, a lot of these people who live there, the children who've grown up there don't know it. So I thought it was a fantastic twist. It doesn't hold up on viewing, further viewings like we were talking about just with Harry Potter, though, because once you know that twist, everything else is colored by it. I mean, it's it's exciting how that is changed, but it's not the kind of twist that you can kind of go back and watch again and again. Well, I think with The Village, and I think at the time when it came out, it was probably pretty groundbreaking. If I remember right, they say like there's a monster or something, right? That's kind of how they keep people in check. And there's like these un unknown monsters in the in the forest or something but it's very brigadoonish and if you know your musicals brigadoon's a classic musical where 
these people in a Scottish village in the 1800s uh, pray to God for their village to remain untouched by time. So every hundred years they reappear, but when the actual movie and or musical happens, it's like 19, I forget, some, sometime in the 1900s, but the village is still set in the 1800s. Like, so like 1920 or 1940, I think is like the setting of the modern, quote unquote, modern day. So it's very similar, but they don't use like a monster to keep the villagers in check. It's just, you know, they know if they leave the village, then their magic is over. So it's a lot more charming. And Brigadoon is one that I could watch over and over. I find that that one holds up. But something about, I don't know, something about it, the village, not Brigadoon, just didn't, I, I don't know. Maybe if I watched it when it first came out, I would have thought it was groundbreaking. But Well, M. Night's movies all like to have those kinds of twists. Of course, everyone's seen The Sixth Sense. Most people have anyway. And I didn't think that twist was particularly um, difficult to figure out. I think uh, um, there's a scene where, where uh, Bruce Willis sits down with his wife at dinner and she won't talk to him. She's kind of giving the silent treatment and he's doing all the talking. I kind of felt like right from there, I was like, this is weird. Something's going on here. And, and so I was not surprised at all when they revealed that Bruce Willis was actually dead. Bruce Willis and M Knight have been done a couple of movies together. I also liked unbreakable. And that was with uh, Samuel Jackson. And he does a twist in that where you learn that Samuel Jackson's character is actually the villain who's setting up these horrible disasters so he can find Bruce Willis, who's the hero. You know, there's some filmmakers that like to, you know, be more subtle in their twists, which is fine. Well, I think sometimes, you know, maybe back in the day, which wasn't really that long ago, but I think maybe in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, people liked having twists in their movies and having it come out of left field. Whereas I think now modern audiences, I don't mind knowing that there's a twist. I actually kind of like seeing how they get there. So for example, I just saw Incredibles 2. Have you seen that one yet? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Um, close your ears then on this one. <laughs> but they, they uh, cause it's a bit of a spoiler, but the villain, you figure out who the villain is pretty early on. I, I pegged it within you know, 20, 30 minutes of watching the movie. So then it was entertaining to me to figure out how and why that person was the vi the villain. So when it was revealed, it wasn't a super shocker, but it could be a shocker. For um, my fiance was watching it with me. He'd never seen anything in the Incredibles uh, series. So for him, it was like, whoa, this is cool. You know, he had no idea. Whereas I was, I was going, hmm, I think I can see where this is going because I was familiar with the franchise. But I think now modern day audiences kind of like knowing how how they got there. It's okay that we know the twist is coming up, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. There's you can kind of feel like you're part of the the if you're like, you know, kind of the detective and you're trying to solve it and you kind of you get to the end and you think, Wow, that was I, I kinda of saw that coming, but it was really cool. I just had that happen uh in a movie I was watching where um oh, it was called Upgrade. It's kind of an indie sci fi film and uh there's Early in the movie, they, they set it up, and, and it's probably a little obvious that they set it up where there's a particular character who you think is really behind everything that's happening. And so I was kind of like, ah, okay, I know this guy's going to be it. And they get to the point where they kind of reveal that, and then you're like, yes, yeah, I was right. And then they go another step and blow your mind with the truth. So that's kind of another way that you can kind of lead people on and think they, you know, think you let them think they know what's going on, think they know what the twist is going to be. But then you give him a double twist and and make him surprised. 
And there are big twists and little twists and stuff too. So, And that's a really good way to keep them engaged because I think part of the problem with some of the big twists from like we were looking up a list of twists of all time, right? And a lot of these movies are, I think from the 90s, like you were talking about uh, Sixth Sense or Crying Game or, you know, whatever else. And they just might not be really relevant now. As far they were groundbreaking for their time, but if you they don't hold up when you rewatch them. Of course, some are timeless. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Episode Five. We learn at the very end that Darth Vader is in fact Luke's father, but that has become such a cultural touchstone. It's it's shown up everywhere. Everyone they like everyone knows it and everyone uses it. Um, it appeared in Toy Story Two. At the end, we learn that Zerg was actually the father of Buzz Lightyear. So they kind of just made fun of that. It wasn't a particularly huge twist of the movie, but it was a kind of, they they used that twist from Star Wars to kind of put a joke into their film too. You know, really funny story actually about the Star Wars twist. I never watched the films until the special edition re-release came out in the movie theaters, like in the late 90s. And I mean, they'd been playing them on TV since I was a kid. I just, I would catch bits and pieces, but it never, for some reason, interested me enough to sit down and watch it. Now I'm a big Star Wars fan. So I'm watching the special editions. Do you remember those when they, when, uh, they re-released them with the special effects or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. With the new effects and the new mm-hmm. animals. So I'm in the theater with my things, friend yeah. and he'd seen them already. He, he knew the stories inside out. And this is the first movie now, uh, New Hope. And these these two people behind me when uh, Leia kisses Luke, right? And then they swing across the ravine or whatever it is. They are like, ew, that's his sister. And I was like, what? And my friend's like, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Because <laughs> I had no idea. I just had somehow lived under a Star Wars rock that whole time. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point about the whole Star Wars, you know, um, canon or whatever. The whole, it's not a trilogy because it's a, pan universe whatever they've got like all these movies is when i grew up i started watching episodes four five and six were the first three they released but as soon as you you go back and start watching episodes one two and three it changes the entire arc of the films it goes from being a story about luke skywalker to being a story about anakin skywalker and you learn all these things that would be twists later but you learn them way ahead so when they come out and you actually see Empire Strikes Back, and you you know you, you're not surprised because you you know what's going to happen. Luke's you're like looking at Luke like yeah you're you're trying to hook up with your sister, dude. Yeah, and that's a, that's actually an interesting point. I believe Lucas had conceived and or written the entire nine movie arc because he had all the books and everything, but he chose to do four, five, and six. So when uh, one, two, and three came out, you already knew that Vader was going to be. Vader. You already knew Anakin was going to turn. So it was more like, how does he get there? But it wasn't, it, it kind of lost a little of the oomph because you already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But I will say one twist that I wish they had done. I'm so pissed that they missed out on this opportunity. In Last Jedi, I think when, I'm forgetting the name of, of Adam Driver's character. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Thank you. When Kylo Ren says to um, Ray, join me, she should have said yes. That would have been an amazing twist for the series. Yeah, that would have been uh, pretty surprising. Everybody would have been surprised by that. That's a good, good idea. 
Yeah, and especially since they were talking about so much about the forces unbalanced, it's yin and yang, you need light and dark, blah, blah, blah. She should have been like, I'll join you. Oh my gosh, they could have done so much with that. But no, they decided to play it safe and keep it, no, dark, light, good, bad, blah, blah, blah. Seems like all our podcasts end up on Star Wars at some point or another. Why not? (laughs) I could talk about Star Wars all day. (laughs) But that would have been an interesting twist for sure. So what's your favorite movie twist that you could watch over and over again? Me? Mm-hmm. Um, Even though you know it's coming. I don't know. Because I, I don't, actually. The, the problem with twists is I, I usually don't um, go back and watch them again. It's either that or you have to wait long enough where you've kind of forgotten it a little bit, you know, so that when you watch it, it feels a little fresher. But I, I don't really have one that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know if this is a twist per se because it's more like the audience knows what's happening but the main character doesn't but if you've ever seen the movie wait until dark with audrey hepburn and alan arkin uh, amazing absolutely amazing it's based off of a play i really want to see the stage play of it because i think it'd be amazing if it was well done but audrey hepburn is blind in the movie and she's newly blind so she's still learning how to react to the world as a newly blind person and her husband accidentally gets caught up in this drug smuggling thing. And the, the smugglers are trying to recover a doll that happens to be in Audrey Hepburn's house. And so Ellen Arkin plays all these different characters pretending to be good guys, like a friend of her, um, of her husband's and he, he enlists his cronies as well. And then bad guys as well, like trying to threaten her to give the doll up. It's amazing. And and so it's not really twists because the audience is in on it, but when she discovers it, it's really cool. And just there's visual things where you're like, oh my gosh, if she could see, she would discover so much. But because she's missing that one sense, she's not getting the full amount of information. It's, it's an amazing movie. And I could watch that one over and over again. <laughs> so how about for you guys? What are some of your favorite twists in Hollywood cinematic history. Let us know on Twitter at WG Therapy. You can also find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. Get on our Facebook group and let us know as well. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week.